Spring is in full swing and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33 beach thanks to the boardwalk plaza for being the bridge podcast network sponsor some of my favorite conversations have happened over the rims of mugs i'm denise harper co-host of the bridge morning show with denise and chris and program director for the bridge there's something special about sitting across the table from a friend whether we've known them forever or for just a minute with a good cup of coffee and an open heart i hope today's conversation will inspire and encourage you It is a brand new year, and I am so excited about 2024 and what God has in store for us. And in particular, you may notice that there are some different sounds. We may sound a little different today uh, because we're actually in a coffee shop. We decided to take over the rims of mugs right where the coffee is (laughs) so we can have conversations. And I invited a couple of very special friends and guests today. Uh, for this podcast as we talk about new things, what God is doing new, and um, kind of talking about, we're going to talk about revival as well. And so maybe that's something that uh, you haven't thought a lot about. Maybe that's something new for you. We're going to dive into that as well. I want to introduce Kim Willie this morning. Hello, hello. Kim is uh, one of my co-workers, mm-hmm. but also a dear friend. We've known each mm-hmm. other for a very long time. Long time. <laughs> and our hearts beat together about revival. Yes. So when I started thinking about this topic, you were the first one to pop into my, into my mind and That's in awesome. my heart. Uh, because I know we both are praying on that same wavelength. And then a dear friend that I've known for a number of years through a Crossroad Community Church first, and then also attending our Bridge Ladies Bible Study, Kay Strader. Welcome, Kay. Hello. It's so good to have you here today. What do you think about our studio? (laughs) I'm getting more comfortable every moment. Okay, good. We have our coffee or our, what are you drinking, Kim? Matcha. Matcha. Cold matcha tea. Mm -hmm. It's delicious. It's green. (laughs) So when I saw matcha the first time, I thought somebody misspelled mocha. No, no. It's just, it's a green tea and it's, it's healthy and it, it has a strong flavor, but you get it sweetened a little bit. Okay. (laughs) All right. That's, that's my cup of tea because I'm not a coffee drinker, but tea is, is, is a good thing. Well, Well, good. I might try it before I I leave today. Okay. So aside from the fact we're being in a coffee shop, we're actually at Amity Coffee Roasters in Greenwood, Delaware. Mm -hmm. And I have some other friends here. (laughs) We kind of have an audience today with us. Girls from Our Ladies Bible Study in Milford, give us a big shout. Yes. <laughs> so glad to have you here as well. They've been, uh, they got started before we even got here, girls. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so they've been drinking coffee and enjoying fellowship. I love that. I mm-hmm. think that's one of the things that's so special about the fellowship that we have in, with, be, with believers because mm-hmm. we have a common, a, a common goal, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And a common love for the Lord. Uh, so I love that sound, that barista, <laughs> c- 
coffee steaming sound. <laughs> and this, and uh, it is a wonderful place to be. In Amity yeah. is aptly named. And what does Amity mean, Kay? Um, my thought is it means friendship. Mm-hmm. Ah, mm-hmm. awesome. Well, so. it is, that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I love that. And so I learned something new already here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so brand new start. And now one of the things that I always try to do when I'm starting a new year is ask the Lord for a word for the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I talked about this a little bit this last year on the podcast over the rims of mugs. I thought that we could talk about it again this year. My word this year, my word for 2023 was abundance. Mm. And while the Lord has just abundantly blessed through our through my life this this past year, I think mm-hmm. about so many of the blessings uh, that God has has just brought our way for my family mm-hmm. and for the for the radio station yeah. for our communities. God is doing something so beautiful, and so that has been an abundant blessing for me. Mm-hmm. He's given me a new word mm. for this year, and it is closer. Oh wow! And actually. I actually really felt like the Lord directed me in that when we were doing our ladies' Bible study um, in the fall. We were doing a study from Lisa Harper on the book of Luke. And one of the particular video sessions, she, she was talking about the woman in Luke that was bent double and how Jesus healed her. And she talked, Lisa talked about how we are never an inconvenience. We're never an interruption to Jesus. Mm. That he will always stop, you know, he would stop whatever he was doing in the New Testament. We see him time after time, never be bothered by someone coming to him Mm. with a need and that he was so tender. And he, while others were trying to push them away, Jesus would say, come a little closer, come a little Uh. closer. And every time I, I thought about that, I just, I just got a chill again <laughs> just when I said that. So I, I really felt like as far you know, as I would get away from that, praying for a word, I, kept, I just kept coming back around to that. And that's when I know that the Lord is speaking to me wow. that that's it. So, um, so that word for me for this year is closer, and I'm excited mm. to see what the Lord's going to show me through that. How about you guys? Do you do a word of the year? I do. Um, For 2023, the word was faithfulness. Mm. Um, And God, Mm. oh my goodness, he's so faithful to me. I I feel like for 2024, I'm still praying about that. Sometimes I'm in the year a little Mm -hmm. bit before I I get it. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is, I feel like he takes my words each year and they're connected, but I don't realize they're connected until I'm yeah. Sometimes partially way through. So in 2020, when all the craziness of the world was going on, my word was kindness. Mm. And, and I, so I'm like, okay, Lord, that's awesome. Apparently I need to learn to be more kind, you know, everything. But I was also praying because things were going crazy in the world for, for revival. Well, there's a scripture that reminded me that God's um, kindness leads Loving. us to repentance. Yes. And repentance, you can't have revival without repentance. That's right. So my 2021 word was repentance. So it was like wow. kindness, repentance, yeah. and then, um, yeah, okay, I think I've, I skipped a couple, but there was kindness, repentance, and then, it, then it's gone to faithfulness. Yeah. And I just, I just see how he connects all the things together. Like mm-hmm. he's trying to get me each year to learn something new 
and draw me closer. And he's wants to give me the desires of my heart because I'm praying for revival, but we need yeah. you to do this first, then we're going to have this, and then we're going to have this. Yeah. So it's a patience game too, <laughs> waiting for the <laughs> Lord to do something, but it's awesome yeah. when you've finally realized why he gave you the word. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited about what 2024's word is yes. going to be. I'm anticipating that. That so. is beautiful. And don't put pressure on yourself if you're thinking... Mm, I don't, I don't know. Would I even know if he gave me a word? Yeah. Some, some people actually like to pick a word and that becomes part of your prayer through the years. You're, as you're praying about that word and what it means and what the Bible has to say about it. And so, you know, that it can go that way as well. Yeah. Okay. How about you? Well, I had, um, went, when you had let us know ahead of time that you might be asking us that, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have to confess that I kind of sighed because I love so many words. <laughs> <laughs> I yes. am enthralled with God's word. Yeah. So it's like, oh, to choose, that just seemed too big. And mm. I, I just kind of set it on the shelf for a moment. Yeah. And then uh, when I began to to think ahead about some of the other items that you you had mentioned we might talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, there it was. <gasps> wow. Ooh. So I have that to share. Okay, I would love to hear <laughs> it. <laughs> um, and uh, so uh, this is how I came about it. And you had mentioned, too, that we just finished uh, recently the, mm-hmm. the study of Luke. Yes. And in my summarizing that study, I just kind of, I, I always do it. I, I've told people before is a, like a lock stitch. Um, not that I know how to sew, really. I just fake it. But um, <laughs> that sounded very professional, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you sew something and then you want to uh, you you want to back up and go back over the last part of it, and that locks it in. Yes. So that's what I kind of did with the Luke study. And of course, one of the things we were reminded of in the Luke study was that it actually. Sh- should be should be presented in our Bibles as Luke Acts, and in the beginning it yeah. was that. Mm-hmm. Um, we, over time, we divided that up. Yeah. So Luke, of course, is the author of uh, Luke, but also in Acts. So I decided to do a little lock stitch step, and yeah. backed up just a little into Luke, into the end of Luke, and then walked just a little bit into Acts mm-hmm. because I thought I I really did feel like there was a spotlight there that the Lord was beckoning me into. And so, um, just to give you a little bit of a, I just began to write and in my journal, um, sometimes it's just like recording what the Lord is telling me. Mm -hmm. And so this is what that was at the time. And so when I was doing this, um, and I backed up to Luke 22, the, the, the key thoughts that he was really drawing my attention to right from verse 40, pray Hmm. that Hmm. you may not enter into temptation. And again, uh, just three verses later, again, Jesus says, pray Hmm. lest you enter into temptation. Hmm. So right away, the emphasis and the importance of prayer and what what that guards us from, Hmm. the very thing that we are in a constant battle with, temptation. Mm -hmm. Pray. You need a reason to do it. To guard against temptation. Yeah. And you will be tempted every moment yes. while we're in flesh. Yeah. So I traveled a little bit further into Luke 24. And what caught my eye was, remember. Remember how he spoke to you. 
And then two verses later, and they remembered his words. <laughs> yeah. Traveling a little bit further, there's our, uh, that beautiful picture that I think everybody must love uh, of the two in Emmaus. Yes. Walking to Emmaus. Yeah. And, and there is our favorite, our favorite verse, you know, didn't our hearts burn within yeah. us when he opened the scripture to us? Yeah. Um, once again, he opened the scripture to mm-hmm. them. And then he says, and he was known to them in the breaking of bread. Just that he wants to be known to us, mm-hmm. again, a reminder of that, he wants to be known. Yeah. Um, again, uh, f- uh, going further, peace to you. That's the first thing he said when he appeared to them mm-hmm. in, the, in the room. And he opened their, and I, here he comes again. He says, peace to you, calm down. Everybody settle down, okay? <laughs> he said, and he opened their understanding that they might comprehend the scriptures. Mm, yeah. yeah. What did he just do with the guys at Emmaus? You mm-hmm. know, what was he doing? What, yeah. what was he telling them even before that? Remember, the angel said to the women, at, remember how he spoke to you? Yeah. You know, so this is, this is Jesus today as much as it was in these snapshots mm. of his time here on earth Amen. with us. Then I have, I like to call it, okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is what I love about you, Kay. You get so excited about well, what you're discovering. Well, it is so exciting. It is like it's treasure. It's so pertinent. Yeah, right? It's, it's so real. Um, uh, instantly applicable. Yes. yes. You know, it's like, yeah. I can work with this. I can yeah. live this. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got me. Yes. He's got me. Amen. And um, so um, Luke twenty four forty six, just to, 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 to be respectful in that it says, thus it was written and thus it was necessary for the Christ to suffer. So it was a fulfillment of, of prophecy. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was important. Mm-hmm. That G- and Jesus was always reminding us of that, you know, yeah. according to the scriptures. This must be fulfilled according to the scriptures. And that gives us great hope because... Only about, I forget the now the percentage, I used to be able to quote it, but as far as prophecies that have been fulfilled, mm-hmm. we're only about less than two-thirds in. All of them have been fulfilled. What do you think is going to happen with the one-third that we have? Mm-hmm. Wow. They're, they're going to happen. Yes, absolutely. They're going to be fulfilled. Yeah. So studying scripture that has been fulfilled, mm-hmm. prophecy that has been fulfilled, is very strengthening to our faith in what is to come. Sure. So, um, so it says it was written that Christ had to suffer and rise from the dead on the third day, and that this was also written: repentance and remission of sins be preached in His name to all nations, beginning in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. So here we see the little tidbit of the other subject we're really going to be talking about. Yeah. Repentance and remission of sins. And then we have, this is what I was going to say, a divine overlap. It's the lock stitch. The end of Luke overlaps with the beginning of Acts. Of Acts. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And here it is. Luke twenty four forty nine. It says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father. So who was sending the promise? His Father. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Father sent the Son, and He sent the promised Holy Spirit yeah. upon you. 
and you'll be endued with power from on high. Dynamis looks a lot like dynam- uh, dynamite, dynamite. Mm-hmm. And, it's, mm-hmm. and it functions in a similar way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're going to explode on the scene, you know, with, by the power of the Holy Spirit, or the disciples did. But um, here's another, that was Acts 1-4, but Acts 1-3 is this little bubble that um, I, I think we should pause and think on this bubble because it really, you know, I, I am excited all the time, yeah, but I really <laughs> had a little surgery here. <laughs> so because it is to be noted, Acts 1-3 says there were there is 40 days between the resurrection and the ascension mm-hmm. and we don't hear a lot there's not a lot written about the actual words that were said between the resurrection and the ascension mm-hmm. but they summed it up by saying I don't want to misquote it Acts 1 3 <clears throat> To whom he, these people, to the apostles that he had chosen, to whom he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during, during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. That's, that's. That's where, that's where it's at. Mm-hmm. Mm. So good. He presented infallible proofs. They needed to understand up to that point, this is me. I've, I've risen from the dead. You're not, you're not being fooled here. Mm-hmm. So he got that behind them. But then what did he go right back into? The same thing he had been preaching the entire time of his ministry, but yet it had been so expanded in so many different directions that we may miss the focus, but he brought it into focus in that 40 days. What was it? The kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. That's where our focus needs to be. And so my word (laughs) is two words and it's kingdom come. Oh, Oh, that's good. That is good. That is good. Yeah. Then we have just to, I just want to, so if I can just finish. Yeah. I, I don't want to be too uh, fragmented. So if I finish this off, then yeah. we can. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you go for it. So Acts 14 says, so what was the reaction to this? That's what I want to know. We always want to look at, uh, obviously, I always want to hear, absolutely want to hear from the Lord. What was he, what was he saying? Mm-hmm. But also, look at what, how they were responding. Mm-hmm. What did they do with what he was saying? Yeah. yeah. Because we need to do something with what he's saying. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. um, I'm thinking it should look a lot like what they did with it. Acts 1-4 says, <clears throat> These, and that means including the women, Mary, and the brethren, these all continued with same mind, one accord, Mm -hmm. in prayer and supplication. Again, at the Pentecost, one accord, one place, 
Then we see the wind, the fire, the receiving of the Holy Spirit. Yes. These people were amazed and perplexed. They heard them speaking in their own language. And maybe we can talk a little bit more about that. I don't know if that's all going to fit into today, but I've got a whole lot <laughs> about this hearing miracle going on. Right? Oh, yeah. I, I feel like um, those two, the, the two upper room experiences that we talked talk about and then um, what happened that second time around, the, the unity factor is what made the cross made the difference. Mm-hmm. The unity that was felt in after all of that, when they realized, they realized that all that Jesus had been speaking to them yep. was mm-hmm. for now, for here and now. And I, it's funny. I feel like today we have we can have really long memories about some things, mm-hmm. like when somebody hurts our feelings yeah. or we have a bad experience. And then such short memories sometimes about the goodness, the, yes. the things, the miracles, the, mm-hmm. you know, and, and how important it is to, um, to really stay zoned into the, what God is doing mm-hmm. and that he's calling all of us into that to come a little closer yes, and to dig into what he's revealing to us so that we can take that with us wherever we go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Kingdom come. That's your word. Did you finish your thought? You have another, you have a little more. Well, then in response to receiving the spirit, Mm -hmm. remember who stands up and preaches like we Fire. can only imagine <laughs> Peter stands yes. up. And I was remembering from our Luke study where at one, you know, we, we know we studied, uh, we looked a little more intensely at Peter and the things he went through. Yeah. Uh, but I was remembering too that Jesus had said to them, you know, settle it in your hearts. Not to be afraid mm-hmm. if they drag you off to court or whatever yeah. that's going to happen to you. Yeah. Settle this in your hearts. Yeah that I'll put words in your mouth mm-hmm. right when you need it. And I love that whole settle, settle this in your hearts. Mm-hmm. You know, set your mind on this, yeah. settle this in your heart, get this settled. Yeah. Let's just get this settled right now. <laughs> <laughs> and doesn't that, if that's important for us every single day. We need to know exactly what we believe yes. and, mm-hmm. and who we know goes before us mm-hmm. yeah. and has given us his promise that we're sealed by the Holy Spirit. So I'm saying, Peter stood up. Do you think like once, maybe 60 seconds or less before that, do you think he knew what he was going to say? Did he need to know? He didn't even need to know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we get, we have so many fears, so many concerns about what if this happens? What if that happens? Oh, my goodness. What if it turns out like that? That was such a disaster or whatever. And, you know, but. Empowered by the Holy Spirit, yes. Peter stands up, and I mean, he lays it out. That man didn't stutter. <laughs> you know, it is beautiful. It's a beautiful picture. Yeah. He quotes from the prophet Joel. He says, "In the la- it's referring to the last days on all flesh. All flesh. That's you and me. That's everybody. That's mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody gets left out on this." In the last days, on all flesh, I will pour out my spirit, not a trickle, mm. not a drip drop, 
He's pouring out yes. his yeah. spirit. Yes, he is. So exciting. In those days, and they, sons, daughters, men servants, man servants, maid servants, excuse me, shall prophesy. A lot of people get a little bit confused about, I think, they get a little confused about what prophesy means. Mm-hmm. Um, to be a prophet does not mean that you just foretell the future. Um, it's, it is much broader than that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of forthtelling, which means it, it's really akin to teaching. It's mm-hmm. really, it's bringing people into an understanding of what God's doing, mm-hmm. yeah. helping them to equate, okay, you see what's happening? This is this, yeah. you know? So um, that, that means a lot. So now, no matter who you are and what station in life, male, female included, mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of understanding scripture because guess what we had our understanding opened right yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> we're filled with god's spirit yeah. who was the author in the first place of all those words we're trying yes. to understand mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly and then acts 2 21 says and it shall come to pass that whoever calls upon the name of the lord shall be saved and then a beautiful connection peter has it goes from joel to david from 16 from psalm 16 8 through 11 you have made known to me remember what we just talked about you have made known to Mm -hmm. me the ways of life and i just want to interject i hope this isn't blasphemous but (laughs) the ways of kingdom life Mm -hmm. you will make me full of joy in your presence Good. What a promise. And when Peter, when Peter rose up and shared all of that, 3,000 people got saved. Yes. Just like that. Mm-hmm. Dunamis. I mean, exactly. <laughs> and uh, I, I feel like that just leads us right into the, our heartbeat for revival. Yeah. Yes. Lo and behold. <laughs> Did you know? By the way, do you know what? That saying we say, lo and behold, did you know it means bow low and behold the Lord? Oh, I did not know that. Isn't that that cool? That is cool. I love it. That's a good visual. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Over the Rims of Mugs, made possible by Iconic Sparkle. Get fun and fashionable accessories such as necklaces, earrings, and bracelets that can go with any outfit for any occasion for just $5. Owner Mandy Heinch desires to change the world through her accessories and what it allows her to offer. Fashion accessory advice, boosting confidence, and training those who want to start their own business. Learn more at IconicSparkle.com or on their app. So last year, Kim, when Mm -hmm. the revival started happening at Asbury College and we got so excited and began and then it and then it went to Texas. Oh, yeah. College in Texas. And then we were hearing about it happening in other places. Yes. Other colleges. And that just um, boy, that lit our hearts on fire. Yes, it did. And um, so I I wanted you to share some of the things that God has really been speaking to you about revival. What's what's on your heart about that? I have been burdened to pray. I've always, you know, everybody always has a thing that seems to be their thing that they feel led to pray for. And our nation's always been huge. Um, Mm -hmm. But with all that's going on, I've really been burdened to pray for revival and um, for people to seek the Lord in worship. And you were talking before about how there's all these things going on around us and we get very distracted. I feel like God's been specifically saying to me, just hush all of that out there. Just mm. hush it. 
and just focus on me. You're going to easily get stressed when you see all this craziness going on in the news, like walk past the TV, all these things are happening. Mm -hmm. Focus on me. I am doing something amazing. So for me, I get super excited, not when I see bad things happening, but I'm like, Lord, you are doing something. And I believe regardless of what's happening, you're moving in a mighty way. So my heart's just been to continually pray, um, to seek his will for what I'm doing. How can I, mm-hmm. how can I pray into that? Besides just saying, Lord, I want revival to happen. What are the words I'm supposed to pray? Right. Like, am right. I praying the right things? You know, am I, show me in your word what you want, because this word never comes back void. So mm-hmm. show me in your word, what am I supposed to pray in that? So just, just a, a burden each day, just mm-hmm. to pray for the revival. And also speaking about the revival that was happening at the colleges and everything, there was a lot of negative talk about that mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. in different circles. And I was trying not to get distracted by that mm-hmm. as well because I was, I was one, getting excited and people were getting frustrated because they said it didn't look like what revival should look like. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, our God has many facets. <laughs> yes. His ways are higher than True. our ways and his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So why would we think it would look exactly what mm-hmm. we think it should look like? So we should not be critical of it. Yes, we need to be discerning and pray, Lord, is this you or whatever? Yeah. But I just feel like people easily um, poo-poo <laughs> exciting things that are happening. And I want to just really um, believe it and be discerning. And you it's know? very heartbreaking because that poo-pooing yes. comes from the body of Christ yes. too often. Sadly, yes. Yeah. And if we go right back to the beginning of Acts, the difference that happened in that room was that they were all of one mind. Yes. They were all of one accord. And imagine what could happen if believers all across, not just the country, not just America, but uh, around the world, were to have one mind to see what God will do. Yes. And I believe, wow, to, to be able to have days have events and uh, everyday opportunities mm-hmm. like what happened with the first church yes. that we read about in Acts. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's an incredible uh, promise. I believe that God will fulfill that yeah. he's, he is restoring, re- reigniting mm-hmm. our hearts and to long for the things of the spirit. Yeah. And I do believe it's going to be bigger and better than it ever was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe we haven't even scratched the surface. Mm-hmm. So that that's what motivates me each day when things are like, Ugh, I'm like, no, no, mm-hmm. my God is bigger. And I'm like <laughs> speaking it and claiming it and shouting it down and praying yeah. because I've just, I'm fired up about what, and I believe he's going to do it in, in our lifetime. I believe mm-hmm. we're going to see it and, yeah. and we're already seeing glimpses of it, but yeah. I think it's just going to be even bigger and we have to believe. We don't want to be of little faith because I don't believe God moves mightily when there's very little right. faith, you know? So I want to believe and know that my God's going to do what he said he's going to do and above and beyond. So I'm, let's go. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> How do you pray for revival? Oh, my goodness. Um, I think you have to start with yourself. You can pray for the world Amen. all you want. Yeah. But revival's got to start in me and Kim personally. Mm-hmm. And God's got to light something in my heart. I need to clean things out that don't belong. I need to be kind. I need to repent, do all the things. And then I need to, in my world, what's happening in my family. Mm-hmm. It's like you start with you, your family, and then what's happening in my church body. And you just start working and praying and you love people 
and you show them kindness and you pray with them and you get them excited. And I believe you're going to start to see things snowball, but you've got to start. It starts with me. If I don't have my house cleaned out, me personally, then nothing's going to happen. So I got to get, I got to get myself where I need to be. And then I've got to pray and and pour into other people. Yeah. So they want, they want to see and experience Jesus. Yes. I was just talking with my husband earlier today and we were, um, in light of that, and we mentioned earlier about temptation, praying, mm-hmm. lest you fall into temptation. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about us as Christians, um, because what I was struck with about this whole revival uh, subject is that you think about un, you think about pre-believers, people who are, are not believing yet. Mm-hmm. Um, at least that's been my focus, because mm-hmm. I'd like to be comfortable in that. How much, revi- you know, how much do I really need to be revived? Because aren't I? pretty vivacious aren't I just right (laughs) (laughs) you know aren't I pretty lively in this you know and then and so I'd like to think that about me yeah um but what I was thinking is that uh, just like the first of the temptations we need to be we need to continue to pray about the temptation to um you know once you receive that golden ticket to -hmm. salvation uh, then we have we all have a habit of sliding into my version of Christianity, mm. and I was on my knees this morning mm. asking the Lord to forgive me for that mm. because I had slid further into that than I realized. But after a deep dive in some of this stuff here today, and then the and the days prior to, yeah. I really saw that it was almost like uh, it's almost like. That our enemy, the way he worked on Eve, and he he'll say, "Yeah, that's great that you're a Christian and everything, but you know, you don't have to be quite so Christianly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> you can kind of cut back a little on that. You know, oh, you no. don't have to be just like so and so. That's not your gift, or <laughs> yeah. you know, he's yeah, very seductive. He he's mm-hmm. very sly, mm-hmm. and so there I found, oh my, repentance." Yeah. Yeah, that's really in my corner too. Mm-hmm. Just as much, maybe more. Mm. Maybe more. Mm-hmm. I have been fooled. I've been yep. fooling myself. Mm. So uh, that was yeah. really kind of picked, that kind of brought me to attention and brought me to my knees. And uh, I think that, like you just said, first, yeah. we have to see our own sin. John the Baptist first yeah. had to point out the need for repentance. Mm-hmm. Those people were very religious. Yeah. They, they were very religious. And it's easy for us to fall into that as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and even though I was, not, I was not raised as a churched person, so I kind of came on the whole church scene as, a, as kind of a rebel. And, like, I read it in the Word, and I thought that's just how it was supposed to be. I mean, I, I just didn't even think that I would ever be religious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? But yeah. lo and behold... <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened. But um, I'd like to interject a little something. When you were talking, you were ta- we were talking about the pushback mm-hmm. from the godly community yes. Yes. during this recent uh, um, revival that happened. Mm-hmm. And um, something I did to prepare for today was look back on, uh, there's a couple of books written by Peter Marshall and David Manuel. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one of them is from Sea to Shining Sea. The first one is The Light and the Glory. They are excellent uh, history mm-hmm. of Christianity in the United States, yeah. even before we were the United States, obviously. Um, and 
somebody I was really drawn to, I was remembering Charles Finney. Mm -hmm. He was a revivalist and wow, some awesome stuff. But let me just give you a a few little phrases that will dovetail into what you were saying. Mm -hmm. Um, When Charles Finney first started to get along and he says he's, you know, understanding that he's, he was rejecting head knowledge, but to bring these people into a closer relationship with the living God. And then there's a lot of things written. But one of the things he said was the first place he was commissioned to go preach was a peaceful rural setting, and the people were comfortable and set in their ways. <laughs> and isn't that... <laughs> exactly where revival needs to go. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Where it needs to so, start. I mean, he, and, and then he goes on to some other words that he uses <laughs> is that there was still a bastion of resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, this actually did come from a man who was a, just an, an <laughs> a man who was an, a profane, ungodly, abusive man, kind of held up a whole town at one point. Well, even this man, of course, he was brought um, under the power of the Holy Spirit, and he was uh, saved. But something that they used, there's a term that they used a lot with Charles Finney and in these revivalist terms, and they said he used, quote-unquote, new measures. Hmm. And the, the old school, the old guard preachers did not like it. <laughs> and they refer to it time and time again as new measures. Hmm. When he preached, he did new measures and they did not think that was the right thing to do. And so the resistance really was coming from the body of Christ. And I thought, oh boy, I know nobody in the body of Christ wants to hear that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and this tickled me and I think you'll enjoy it. One of these new measures he used was called an anxious seat. Now imagine, imagine you go into a, a, where the word of God is being preached, mm-hmm. where revival is being preached, and there's actually an anxious seat. This is a real thing. Hmm. In the front of the gathering, to be occupied by those under conviction and contemplating repentance. Hmm holding meetings almost nightly and allowing them to go on until the small hours of the morning, permitting women to pray aloud in public and coming against something called cannotism. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I know there's a whole lot more that I could read, but what I, and and actually when when they ended up having a conference later on, when they finally got it all out, they almost came to blows, the old guard and the new measure people, the new revivalist, mm-hmm. they kind of got a lot off their chest. They didn't really um, make, uh, one of the things they wanted to have stopped was that those women needed to stop praying in public. And, um, <laughs> but then they decided, okay, we'll let that happen. But that was one of the things that just really upset them. And, mm. you know, just anything that was not typical, we just, they wanted things to be, but of course we know the old adage, uh, if you continue to do things in the same manner, mm-hmm. you'll get the same Same results, results. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So these new measures were put into place. And so when you were just talking, Kim, I was mm-hmm. thinking, 
I wonder what new measures are coming down the pike. Yep. Mm-hmm. And isn't it kind of, you, you were mentioning that in a, in a religious setting, uh, how often in, in our church that we, if they try to do something new, something mm-hmm. fresh, we're a little resistant. Yeah. That's not the way Wait. we've always done yeah. it. <laughs> and they talked about the two the denominations yeah. had a terrible time. Yeah. This and and yet we just read about one accord, unity, same mm-hmm. mind, how necessary that was. And yet the resistance at, at its max really came between the denominations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some were okay. Some of those new measures were okay with this denomination. Mm-hmm. Those other new measures are not, not okay with that one. Yeah. <laughs> I think when we, um, one of the things that can unite us is when we focus on the things that we can agree on together. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that is um, clearly Jesus yes. and the work that he did at the cross and mm-hmm. what he has done for us and continues to do for us yes. every day. And that's, I think, one of the strongest components for revival is focusing on the things yes. that we can agree on. Because mm-hmm. so often we get hung up on the things that we don't. Yes. And that's very, it's just really hard to find unity mm-hmm. yes. among believers, brothers and sisters, if, if we can't focus on what the bottom line of the truth is. Mm-hmm. And I, I keep thinking about what it was like for the disciples after... Um, in those 40 days and now they have experienced something Jesus told them was coming Mm -hmm. he warned them he instructed them and yet when it happened it was so unbelievable and um, then they had to kind of rectify in themselves you know what, what this means where do we go from here what do we do and it reminds me when we get in a place where we don't know what to do, what's mm-hmm. God calling me to do next? Mm-hmm. Go back to the last thing you heard him tell you. Yeah. And sit there. Yeah. You know, wait there until he tells you what to do next. And that's that's, that's exactly what they did. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that's, that's a strong word going into the new year. If you're feeling like, um, you know, something, you know, something's stirring. Yes. Um, but I don't know what it is and I'm not sure what to do. Go back to the last thing you heard him say. Mm-hmm. And we know that getting, staying in his word mm-hmm. and praying his word, mm-hmm. talking with him every day. Those are, those are all components of a strong, building a strong faith yeah. and a trust in the Lord. And he, and he will show you what's the next step. What's yes. the next thing to do. So I'm wondering what God is stirring in your heart for the new year, for what's next, and what is what is God stirring in you, Kim? I've been drawn already to be unified and pray with others about the revival. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have already started. Um, I I've loved Dutch Sheets for a long time, mm-hmm. and he's a pastor and a speaker and an author. He has a devotional called Give Him 15. I've already been in that for quite a while. But he encourages everyone to pray together. And between him and the Intercessors for America, they had, for 2023, they were asking everyone to pray over the borders of their states and everything. Yeah. And then moving forward to continue to pray together. So I 
have joined and will continue and probably join a couple others as a group that prays specifically for the state of Delaware, which is the state that I live in. Yeah. So every Monday night, there's a call at 7 p.m. and a bunch of different people from the state get on and we all pray together. And that's a very powerful thing. Mm-hmm. There's also another one that I'm looking at doing as well, but just starting to agree more with other believers because there's power in that prayer yes. and we're all praying yeah. We, we normally have a focus that we're praying on that specific night. We'll say we're going to focus on these things, not just for our state, but for our nation. So I want to continue to do that more for 2024 and uh, lean more into more worship, more just getting in God's presence and hearing what he has for me and what, what he has for me to do and how my, what's my part yeah. in this revival. Because you may be listening right now and thinking, well, I'm just one person. What can I do? Oh, you can do a lot because you're, if you're a conduit for Jesus, you can do whatever <laughs> because you can do all things through him who gives you strength. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to try to focus on more this year is just really praying more, unifying with others and just getting in God's face yeah. and trying to quiet my busyness and my busy yeah. thoughts and my busy mouth sometimes and just listening. Mm-hmm. So That's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Kay? Well, I think that um, our focuses are are kind of go hand in hand. Okay. But my focus um, to share and to hopefully to help people understand and is more repentance. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think there is a, we do have almost a shroud over, as Christians, count ourselves as Christians, especially for a long time, I think we have, um, we're not, we're not really getting the whole repentance thing. (laughs) And, um, that kind of took me back a little bit. I don't know if people, uh, you know, most people are familiar with the Shema, um, hero Israel, the Lord is our God. The Lord is one. Mm -hmm. And as for you, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. They prayed, the Jews prayed this prayer morning and evening every day. It was yeah. their hymn of allegiance. It was their confession of faith. Yeah. And I'm thinking about that level of faith to, to love the Lord our God. I mean, where do I find myself in that? Mm-hmm. Loving the Lord my God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my strength. And then, because we are in Christ, you cannot forget what came after that, because when Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment, he, of course, referred them to the Shema, and then he said, and the second is like it, love your neighbor Mm. as yourself, together This is presented in Mark as the greatest commandment. Those two together are the greatest commandment. And then I'm thinking, in regard to repentance, I'm thinking, we are living every day in violation of the greatest commandment. Hmm. Because, I mean, isn't that, doesn't that sting a bit? Mm -hmm. Because is there... And that, well, it makes sense why they prayed that in the morning and the evening mm-hmm. every day, right? Mm-hmm. To cover themselves, right? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Because from morning to night, look at how much trouble we get into. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just thinking, we have become so comfortable oh, yes. in our Christianity yeah, complacent mm-hmm. that 
I, I, I needed to be brought up on charges, so to speak, <laughs> <laughs> that, that I am in violation of the greatest commandment. Yeah. I am not loving my neighbor that way. Mm. I am not loving my Lord that way. Mm. I want to be. Yes. And praise and thank God he looks on my heart and I know he I know he knows I want to be. Yeah. So whew, I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't feel like the big paddle in the sky is about to want me. I don't it's not that. No. It but it breaks my heart that I I, I want to do this for him. Mm-hmm. I want to do this because I do love him. Yeah. Um yeah. So so if we are living every day in violation of that, do you think we need to repent? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, I was just thinking again about setting your, set your mind on things above. Be kingdom-minded. Settle yeah. this in your heart. The Shema actually means, Shema means hear. Hmm. To the Jews, if you hear, you obey. It's synonymous. It's the same action. Mm-hmm. Hearing is doing. Yeah. Hearing is obeying. Your hearing demands a response. It's not separate. It's not two separate actions. If you hear, you're obeying. Yeah. Yeah. Think about a lot of parenting things come to mind, don't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's parenting us, yes. for sure. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, from our own lips, how many times have we required this from our little ones? And yet, yeah. how good a job are we doing with this? Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then to, to be blessed by knowing that love is the fulfillment of the law. We fix our eyes on Jesus. He tells us, go and do likewise mm. after he teaches us. Um, Amen. So in whatever we say or do, even in crisis mode, he said, settle this in your heart. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Yeah. I'll, I am who you need. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. I thought as we closed today that we could talk about decrees and declarations. Mm-hmm. I can't help but think about Dutch sheets mm-hmm. and Amen. Pastor Tim sheets yes. uh, because there's so much of, of what they speak on is about yeah. decreeing and declaring. Yeah. And um, I have a um, I have a really beautiful list of things about our inheritance and our identity in Christ that kind of can be a launching pad as you are praying every day. And sometimes we just need to keep repeating it. It's when we pray God's word, there's power in that because God's word never returns void. Yes. Uh, He promised that it would go forth and it would accomplish the purpose for which Mm -hmm. he sent it. And so um, taking into, um, into our hearts, what, what God's word says about us that, you know, I am completely forgiven. I am tenderly loved by God. I'm the sweet fragrance of Christ to God. Uh, I am a temple in which God dwells. I am a child of his. I have peace with God. The Holy Spirit lives in me. Mm-hmm. Those are, that's, that's kind of really a beautiful starting place mm-hmm. for us because it builds our faith Yes, when we're saying, speak it out loud as you're praying. It's very reinforcing. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it can help us shut down the voice of the enemy Yes, mm-hmm. that tries to speak really loudly. Mm-hmm. And Kim, I know that you also have some declarations, some decrees that you have prayed from. Yeah, I mean, I normally just take scriptures and I will say, you know, I, I, and I love the promise, I have the mind of Christ. I've been saying that a lot lately mm-hmm. because I'm like, Lord, I want to, 
think the way you think. I want to move yes. the way you want me to move. So that one has been a go-to that I'm declaring. Yeah. Um, I'm a child of God and I have the mind of Christ yes. because I, that I believe will lead me in how to pray and how to be what to do. Yeah. You know, so that's, and then there are several when I'm doing the give him 15 uh, devotion each day, whatever the prayer is on there. And a lot of them have been on revival mm-hmm. or just personal. I will, listen to them, but then I'll also turn around and read them. And I'm going to say this out loud, Satan, so you can hear it and the world can hear it. (laughs) Because um, I think we give, we give way too much credit to the enemy. Um, God is all knowing and all seeing and all hearing. Satan doesn't know something until you say it out loud because he's not inside your head, even though he tries to get there. So I want to say it out loud. So he hears the word of God because he can't stand against that. So there's power in it. Speak it. (laughs) Yeah. So one of the things that I have really been trying to curb what I say, Hmm. I can't tell you how many times a day I will say, I can't think of that. (laughs) I can't can't think of that person's name. I can't think of that thing I was talking about. Yeah. I can't. And, and I, one day I just really felt like the Lord was saying, um, stop saying that. (laughs) Yes. Because you're, you're confessing it is what you're doing. I have a sound mind. Yes. <laughs> Just what you were saying. Yes. And, um, and that is scriptural, that yeah. he's not given us a spirit of fear, yep. but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Yeah. And sometimes it's the saying it out loud is for you to hear it. Yes. Because we are our own worst critic, but we, we also need to hear those words. We don't want to be hung by the tongue right. and have our words come against us. So when I hear someone say something, I'm like, well, I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. <laughs> we don't have pockets for that. We're not going <laughs> to claim, right. we're not going to claim that those words. Right. So speak, yeah. speak the words of life. Yeah. The power of suggestion is, can be used both ways. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Can be good for good. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Well, girls, this has been an amazing conversation. <laughs> Thank you for joining me today. Uh, if you're listening and you have heard some of the some of the tools that Kay has shared from some of the scriptures that we've talked about, mm-hmm. um, the Dutch sheets mm-hmm. that give him 15, we'll we'll put all of those things in the show notes so that if you're interested in doing a little deeper dive, we encourage you to do yes. that. <laughs> um, what an amazing 2024 could be um, for you in your life if you would jump in, come a little yes. closer, yes. dig a little deeper. Mm-hmm draw to him you know he promises that when we draw near to him he will draw near to us yes. and so i encourage you to do that thank you so much for being part of our very first inaugural over the rims of mugs in an actual coffee Yay. house <laughs> thank was you wonderful yes thanks to kim willie and Kay strader my guest today and amity coffee roasters in greenwood delaware for letting us come and hang out today as well and my and our great friends who have been the audience today thank you girls (laughs) Uh, that's that's it for today thanks for joining and until the next sip we'll meet together again over the rims of mugs we were never meant to journey alone whether you're having a great day or a hard one we need each other to celebrate and to stand in the gap Sharing our stories helps remind us that we're not alone. And when we sit with women who sit at the feet of Jesus, the conversations are different. We walk away feeling inspired, not inferior, because we know this Christian walk is a race, but not a competition. Thank you for listening to this episode of Over the Rims of Mugs. 
to share a comment, suggest a topic, or ask a question, email us, podcast at wearethebridge.org. And please join me for a daily devotion on my blog entitled Treasured Inside. You can find it directly at deniseharper.blog or at wearethebridge.org slash devotion. Until our next sip, I'm your host, Denise Harper, encouraging you to catch up with a friend or make a new one and enjoy some good conversation over the rims of mugs.